Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Rant Raven Read With Me. My name is Tessa, and I'll be your host, and this week's book is When Love Awaits by Joanna Lindsay. Okay, so this is a historical romance book slash enemies to lovers is the best way I would classify it. I'm just going to give you guys a heads up and tell you that I will probably be pronouncing a lot of the names wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. Um, our heroine's name is Leonie, and our hero's name is Rolf. I'm hoping I'm saying, like, it's Rolf. We're just going with Rolf. And, um, they actually are neighbors right now. Okay, so, they are neighbors, but what, what happened is he took over the lands of her neighbor Alan and his Montgomery and his family and the only things that Alan that Alan was falsely accused of crimes and was banished for no reason or whatever so anyways um she cursed Rolf because Alan was her friend and she was mad and her people heard her cursing him and took it upon himself to start like a little feud between him like burning down hutches and just doing little nuisance things because they feel like they're doing it on behalf of their lady okay so obviously that pisses Rolf off but he doesn't realize that um the person doing it is a, a woman okay so she lives at Parish Parishwick which is like a keep that's five miles away from her dad and she's been there for six years she's 19 and she got sent there after a year after her dad or her mom died and her dad remarried and was a drunk and she thinks she's not welcome at her father's keep and he doesn't want her there and she has not seen her father in that many years um the keep that she was sent to is not a well um kept keep I mean, like, it is in the sense that, like, she takes care of the people and then they, like, build a profit and stuff. But, I mean, the inside of the keep is not, like, grand or fine or stuff. She shares a room with her aunt. It's just, it's not built for comfort or anything like that. Um, her evil witch of a stepmother, Judith, will come and, like, pillage her supplies and stuff. So, she started getting really smart and, like, hiding um money and stuff in certain places so that because she would come and she would take it all and then there would be nothing left for her people okay so all this is going on and uh Roth finally realizes that it's a woman and so he asks for her hand because he's pissed and he's thinking that if he marries her then he controls her land so he writes to Judah's father and asks for her hand in marriage and everything and I think he asked for the lands too anyways and Judith replies in her father's stead and says no because she finds out that like all of most of her dad's wealth is actually through Leone because it's her mom's and when her mom died it went to Leone and then like when Leone marries it goes with her so Judith doesn't want to like miss that cash flow you know so Rolf is like our hero's not having this. He's going to go. He he wrote to the king. And he says that this is what he wants. 
he actually went and visited the king and told him and stuff. And so he's thinking that he has this troublemaker wife that's unattractive that he's asking to marry, but he's angry and he wants this feud to end. And he thinks he's unattractive because everybody, they, well, because her dad has banished her essentially to this keep and he hasn't seen her, no one's seen her in six years. And when they do, when they used to see her at court with her mother, she would break out in a nervous rash. So they're thinking that this poor, this this man wants to marry this homely bride, right? So, uh, the king writes and says that, you know, Leonie has to marry Rolf. Okay. Well, um, Judith didn't know what to do, how to get out of it. So she plays it off because her dad is such a drunkard that he didn't remember that they were getting married and everything. So they go to the keep to tell Leonie the day before. And so she's really upset. And then again, Judith blames it on her dad saying, I can't believe you didn't tell your daughter and your drunkard's drunken state that she was going to get married that she had to get married like what is wrong with you so she's like really really upset because she has heard nothing good about this guy she's scared of him um she he falsely accused her really good friend alan um she she just has her nothing nothing good about this she also knows what he looks like and she knows that he has a mistress okay so that's important because she had snuck in and she had seen like when everything went down with alan's land because she wanted to know and she saw this woman rush and like embrace him and them kiss and so she knew it was a like he had a mistress so um she decides that she's not going to marry him like she she won't do it they can't make her and judith has this man named Richard that she it's her lover and he's really a pretty messed up dude like um he's raped women at Leone's keep and stuff um even and even though like Leone like reported it to whoever she was supposed to report it to her father's thing nothing happened because obviously it went back to Judith and Judith did nothing because it's her lover okay well Judith tells him to make her swear that she's going to go through with it and he beats the other ever living crap out of her like bad like super bad like black and blue all over her face is swollen blood she can't see out of one eye um so she ends up donning her veil like her thick veil and these long gloves and she tells everybody she tells her mates to tell everybody that she had a reoccurrence of her childhood rash and she doesn't care if she shows up. Um, like, she would have walked down that aisle with no veil or anything. Let everybody see what was done to her. Except she didn't want her. She has one man that's in charge, like, of her safety and stuff. And uh, Sir Gilbert, I think. And she knew that if he saw her, that he would try to um, kill Richard. And um, then he would end up getting killed himself because of judith so she wanted to protect him so she does that and um she also kept a little knife because she heard she's scared of him and she's already hurt and she's scared of you know she's scared of the hero rolf so she marries him it's a really weird like very uh what's the word i'm working for it was a very uh non-festive wedding you could tell they both did not want to be there uh she finally goes to their bedchamber and he wakes up he shows up drunk and he says don't worry i don't rape children because in his mind he's thinking 
he's already regretting this decision. Like, he regretted it. He asked for her hand in anger. But he has too much pride to back out. And then he finds out that, like, apparently she's homely. And then she has a rash. And then he found that, like, they told him that she had to be forced to marry him. Which he assumed meant, like, they didn't feed her any meals or something. And then that he sees how small she is and she's like this really tiny petite woman and she he th- makes her makes him think of a child because she's so small so he feels kind of guilty and he also feels like an idiot I guess he's like but he's prideful and um he ends up he tells her I don't rape children just go to sleep so she ends up going to sleep and he wakes up and finds and like goes to grab for her and he hits her cheek, which is like, you know, all messed up from her beating and it scares her. So she takes her knife in her sleep and she cuts him. Okay. And in this guy, I guess I should say like, yeah, this book's theme could be it's historical romance and enemies lover, but it also could be like miscommunication big time. There's so much miscommunication and assuming going on in this book. It's ridiculous. Okay. So he assumes that she tried to cut him. To, be, to get blood on the sheets because she's not a virgin which I mean like let's think about this for a minute if she wanted if she wasn't a virgin and she needed to pretend that she had blood on the sheets then wouldn't she cut herself because like cutting him would like give it like that makes no sense to me but that's what this idiot thinks so he ends up having sex with her to prove because he's gonna prove that he says something like I only want my my uh wife's blood on these sheets because he really thinks she's not going to be a virgin and then I'm like I don't get that anyways of course she is and then he's like feels a little bit bad about that well then he takes off okay so this he has he has a mistress named Amelia right okay this little like she's a yes she's something special is what she is so Rolf had told her that he was getting a wife and that there was no need to change anything because she was not going to live with him, okay? Because at this point in time, he didn't want her to live with him. He just wanted control of her land, and Leone knew this, and she did not care. She just wanted to go back to her her keep. So, Leone went, um, Amelia went up to Leone, the mistress, and tells her that Rolf says that she can go home, and it's the day after the wedding, like, the the day after the wedding, and he had already left, and so she was like, sweet, peace, I'm out of here, like, this is great, you know, like, and she's like, she doesn't even care that the mistress is the one telling her, because she's like, whatever, so she's like, I'm out of here, she goes back to Parishwick, and then Rolf ends up coming back later, and he's pissed, but at the same time, he he's pissed because, that she's not there. And but at the same time, and, and for Amelia for overstepping, but he doesn't do anything about it. So then he eventually goes after her, but he waits so long that her, it's about a month, I think, because her entire, her, her bruises are gone. So she's working, or I guess it's like two weeks or something like that. It's not a full month, but it's a little bit. Okay. So he goes after her. Okay. he goes after her and he I'm sorry I'm trying to remember if he tells Amelia that he needs her that she has to leave before he goes after her or after but anyways he ends up telling Amelia that 
she can no longer stay in the castle or the keep because she's bringing Leone home and that, you know, they can't abide there. Well, then she starts crying and saying she's pregnant. And Roth's all like, oh, well, shit. And he goes, okay, well, I'll move you to another keep. And he, she goes, but I just don't want to be a burden on someone else. So, like, even though he knows it's a horrible plan and he even has a feeling it's a horrible plan, he tells her he can, she can stay in the keep. So she, like, with Leone. Okay, so he's going to go get her. And remember, he doesn't know what she looks like because had, she had the veil and everything and they even slept together, but he didn't real, he didn't see her face. So she was working in her garden and so she's not wearing what clothes, what ladies would clothes. She looks like a common woman, just a serf. And so he comes up and starts talking to her and he's flirting with her and stuff because he's like, he thinks, oh my God, I've seen this most beautiful woman and he doesn't realize it's his wife. Well, she doesn't realize, he doesn't realize it's her and stuff and so he wants to have sex with her and he tells her like take me to your your quarters and he's like she's like really like i just saw you and like you already are like asking for your your marital like come on come on people come on dude so anyways she takes him there and it starts going and then like she uh they have their clothes off and they're talking flirting and stuff and she's kind of thinking that Oh, he really wants, like, he wants to, he wants to begin again or something, you know? Well, her aunt busts and she goes, oh, I'm so sorry, my lady. And then he's like, you're Leone? And he was so shocked. And she, then she was like mortified because that's when she realized that he thought she was just a serf and that he was just going to bed some serf at her villager, at her keep. And she would have known about it, like how how mortifying. She's so mad at him, and he's laughing, thinking that he is so lucky that he has this beautiful, beautiful like bride, and that he, if he would have known how beautiful she was, he would have asked for her hand, even if even without the feud or something, right? Well, she's not having any of it. She's like pissed. She's like hitting him with a pillow and like telling him how he's shamed her, and he's mad and everything. And then he. Uh, he leaves. He's all pissed off in his anger, right? Instead of being apologized. Okay, so that's when he goes home and tells, like, Amelia about how she can't stay there anymore. And then Amelia throws the baby thing and he's like, oh shit. But he makes a stupid-ass choice as to leave his mistress in his keep. So, anyways, the next day he sends his messenger people, his guards, to retrieve her from Perishwick and says that she needs to go. So, she ends up going back. Um, They're talking and stuff. He says that he's really sorry and that he wants to begin again. Okay, he doesn't really say he's really sorry. He says he's sorry. He's sorry for the misunderstanding, but he wants to begin again. And so, she's like, okay. But she still knows that Amelia's in residence. Okay. So, she's not happy about that. They, they still have sex. They were sharing a bed chamber and everything. Um, she runs into Amelia. Amelia says that she wants... That she's, like, running of the house and everything. And that she wants... And that Rolf doesn't want her to do that because she doesn't want... He doesn't want her to run his house like Perishwick. Which is a lie. It's just a myth. Like, it's just her stirring shit. Stirring the pot because she wants her to leave, Right? Well, this keep is disgusting. It's, fill, it's filled with fleas. The food is gross. Everything's just awful. So, Rolf ends up leaving um, 
and Leonie has two of her maids and they start cleaning and like, you know, changing everything, making just pretty much clean and house in the keep. And Amelia's like, he will not like, he's, she's like, I don't care if he won't like it. Like, you know, and then she makes a smart ass comment. Like if he hates it, you can blame me. And if you like, if he loves it, he can take credit. And she does that bitch takes credit. Like he shows up and he sees how great it, it is and how everything smells. And I, okay, think about it. This, at this point, Amelia's been at this keep with Ralph for like months before Leonie's there. So obviously if she was going to clean, she would have done it before then but she did not anywho he believes her and he tells she tells him that leone says that she cannot uh she's too busy to be running his household and he believes her again miscommunication assuming and so her ladies over here and tell leone and leone pretty much says you know if he's stupid enough to believe that she decided after all this time that she's going to clean house and bake better food and take everything in order then he can she can take he go ahead and take the credit i don't care like she goes i'm not looking for his praise she just thinks he's a dumbass for even thinking that right so that keeps going on and on they keep fighting and they're fighting and rolf doesn't realize that he she knows that amelia is his war like it's his mistress she thinks that he thinks he thinks she thinks it's his ward because she was even at the wedding and she he introduced as her, her as his ward. But Leone, Leone knew she wasn't from the very beginning because she saw them kissing when she snuck into the Montgomery's property when he took over their lands, right? So she she's known from the get-go. So she's very much not thrilled with... The fact that the mistress is there, she feels it's a really big slap in the face. It's disrespectful. It's a shame, okay? And that people know. Like, they're trying to tiptoe around and not tell her. But, like, she knows. And, uh... So, that's always between them. So, he keeps on thinking that he that she's just not letting... Um, he thinks that she is so angry and... Not even angry, but, like, refusing to bend or refusing to give their marriage a try... In the sense of like being nice and like wanting to spend time with him because of the parachute incident where he was going to bed her but thought she was just a villager. And because uh, for some reason she, he thinks she's in love with like the Alan Montgomery but she is not. And so that's what she, he's thinking. She obviously is like you have a mistress here obviously I'm going to be pissed and I want to spend time with you right. But they are sleeping together all the time. I mean, Amelia made it sound make it made it sound like he had slept with her, but he has been faithful to his marriage since he's got married. He has not slept with his mistress at all. Like he has quit everything with her. She is just in the keep and is like trying to get him back. So everything's going semi good with them, I guess you know, except for the mistress part. And uh, Rolf ends up getting shot with an arrow. And for some reason, he believes that it's Leone's fault because the writer was riding away from, uh, riding towards Parishwick. And this is like, okay, sorry, back up a little bit. Right before this, he was having issues taking a keep and he was like losing, he's wasting too much time. But he didn't want to take it by force because he would lose men and a lot of men in the process. And so Leone came up with this idea to put, um this potion into the water and wine supply and it would make everybody have um pretty much 
be throwing up and crapping themselves. And so that way there wouldn't be enough people manning the top top of the heap. And then Rolf and his men could take it pretty easily. And it would save lives. So they are kind of on a truce where they're, I guess, I don't know what you would call it. uh, He thinks that they turned a corner. She knows they won't turn a corner until Amelia is gone. So she thinks they're doing good. And then on his way back from that, he gets shot with an arrow. For some reason, he blames Leone, but it really wasn't her. He calls for this healer, this healer that's like has a really bad reputation for for um doing a crap job and like almost kill, like just killing people pretty much. But her main man won't let her near him because she he believes that she's uh responsible too, and she's pissed and she's like raving at them. They finally come and get her three days later when they see that he has a fever and he's getting worse and the guy's scared and he's really apologetic she ends up saving his life and everything and so yeah so now they're back he apologizes for assuming it was her and then he asks then he says yes she has to go to court because henry the king wants to meet him she doesn't really want to go to court it makes her really nervous but you know whatever there they go they're going to court they go to court, um, he, it comes out, she asks him, he goes, what do I have to do for you to, like, want to be, like, try again to, uh, actually give this marriage a shot? Because he already admitted, like, he's pretty, he's in love with her and he wants, you know, he wants to be with her and he can't figure out why she doesn't want to be with him. And she said something along the lines of, if I asked you to send Amelia away, if I changed, would you send Amelia away? And he said no. And so then she gets really upset. And then that's when he figures out that she knows who Amelia is to him. Well, he's going to do this hunt. It freaks her out. And so she drugs him so that he won't participate because she doesn't want him to get hurt. And then she like runs. Okay. Well, um, she asked Henry for help. Henry won't help her because he said, like, you're gonna have to face that woman. Like, that was stupid. You shouldn't have done that. Um, she also, I confided in Henry that, like, the reason that she's unhappy in her marriage is because of Amelia and that her husband's, like, she imagines is what most, a lot of wives are unhappy about is that their husband strays. And he says, do you want me to, like, summon her back to court? And he said, she told him, no, that that has to be Ralph's choice. So, he confronts Henry thinking Henry's keeping her hidden from him after he wakes up from being drugged and um, Henry tells him the truth about what happened and um, like well about why she's unhappy. So then he ends up like she's running with some people trying like she figures she can get back to their keep and give him time to cool down. She gets like kidnapped for a second by these people that uh like to kidnap noble women and noble men or people with money and then like torture them and get all their earthly possessions or have like try to get a ransom from their family obviously Rolf finds her before anything happens they start uh fighting uh she said that he goes who told you has told you I've been unfaithful and she pretty much says you know like I have eyes I know who she was I've always known who she was and he said that um, he has never he hasn't been with her since they got married, and whatever. So they're she they end up 
uh, talking a little bit, they, and then they have sex, and then she feels like he really loves her, and that, like, things might be better when she gets back to the keep, right? So, they go home, um, and, uh, he's talking to his, like, whatever man person, his main guard dude, and the dude was telling him about how, uh, he says, it's really weird, all these women are, like, all the women are being super nice to me, and, like, giving me, like, gifts and, like, making me special food and stuff, and then the guys are laughing, and he says it's because they're trying to be apologetic to you because they thought you beat your wife on your wedding night, and when, uh, Leonie found out about it, she, like, tore them a new one, like, saying that she was forced, but it was not by your hand, and that you never touched her. Well, he turns really, like, he is, like, stock still, and he feels like, what the hell are you talking about? Why, you know, like, what is going on here? And, uh, because he didn't realize that she was beat, because, again, you guys, he, he never saw her. Like, even though he slept with her that night, he never actually saw her face. And so, he goes and he confronts her. She won't, she tells him that her father, you know, did it. So, he drives, he rides his horse over to her father's keep, because he's going to confront them. And that's where everything falls apart for Judith, because he gets, um, William Sober, which is her dad, and finds out that, he doesn't remember not like that Judith had like got, kept him so drunk that he really thought he was seeing his daughter pe- like throughout the years and that he um he kept wondering why he didn't recognize her when she at the wedding because she was so grown up and stuff and why she was so hateful towards him finds out that like Judith gives Richard's name up pretty well pretty sure Judith's gonna die like I'm pretty sure like it's not gonna be a pleasant death by the hands of uh Leonie's dad anyways he kills Richard and then on his way back um he intercepts Leonie talking to Alan because Alan keeps sending her these messages and he won't stop well he she went to tell Alan that like she's happy she's content to like leave her the hell alone right well Rolf takes this as the sign that she's really in love with Alan and wants to be with him. So, it's a little bit of a tuffle and then Alan, like, runs away, but not before saying, you can just have her. But he makes it seem like Leonie wants to go with him and that they're in love or whatever, because... And he won't listen to her. He keeps telling... She keeps telling him that she never loved him and that she just wanted to know what the hell was going on and that she thinks that he was trying to take her for a ransom and that he he's not listening to her. He's being really difficult, and then, uh, they finally kind of settle it, and they have sex, and then he leaves the next day, and then Amelia says something, oh no, and then that's finally her breaking point, because he, he sent away her maid, so nobody's talking to her, because everybody's scared that the the Lord will be mad at them if she's talk if they talk to Leone, because he's mad at her, um, He's still letting Amelia run the household and giving her wifely duties that she be hers. And so she just has had it. And then also Amelia lets it slip that she's pregnant and that she makes it seem that the baby was conceived after they were uh, married. So she flies, she floods back to Par- like Pearswick and stuff. And um, Rolf gets there and is all pissed off and everything. But he's like kind of like whatever. And then he shows up there at Parishwick finally decides that he's gonna, like, fight for his wife, but, like, he shows this force, um, he figures out it's all about Amelia, and he thinks it's funny that she's jealous, but he hasn't realized that, like, everything's going on, 
So he, uh, Leone's main man tells him that, you know, yeah, I know what her problem is. Then we know there's a child involved. And he said that he regrets there's a child involved. And she goes, he goes, yeah. And we know, and he said, but it doesn't really concern her because before we were married and she, he goes, then you need to convince her of that because she was told it was during, um, he tells her that he will send Amelia to another keep and stuff. And she said, then she goes, it doesn't really matter because she's still within your grasp. But she goes back with him, whatever. And that's where she finds out that Amelia took this thing, potion to have a miscarriage. Because she was never actually pregnant with Rolf's child. She lied because she didn't want to be sent back. So she started sleeping with his guard, got pregnant. Since Leonia was gone, she thought that she, did, she didn't want a kid. Well, she took too much of it and was going to die. And Leonie saved her, but she told them she needed to tell Rolf the truth. So she didn't realize she was going to tell, tell him everything. And so he comes back and they start talking. And he says, how, how big of a fool could you be to think that I wouldn't want you to run our household? And she said, well, how uh, as big as a fool as you actually thought that she would have done all those changes after all these months. And so they talk and stuff and she's, you know, she's pregnant too, but she hasn't told them. And it ends with her thinking like they confess their love to each other and her saying that she's going to tell her husband later that night that she's pregnant. Oh, and I guess the business he left on was to go, uh, his nephew was like to kill like richer but then he got called away because his brother had died so he went to get to uh his brother's widow who had kids and stuff and she he brought his nephew back with him and and his nephew's gonna live with him for a while because he's so yeah but that's how it ends with them confessing their love and her t- thinking that she's gonna tell him that she's pregnant later so um i really like this book i have the hardback copy with the lovely picture on the front um it's I said I really like this book it's a good book I don't really have any complaints except that I wish there was an epilogue I really do I feel like it would have benefited an epilogue but that's my only complaint um sorry you guys this one was a little bit longer I didn't realize that I talked so long during this one but anyways um next week's next week's book is going to be a Thousand Letters by Stacy Hart. Um, it's a pretty good book. It's very much a angst-filled, heartbreaking book, just so you know. <laughs> uh, if you have any you know, thoughts, opinions, or recommendations, uh, please reach out to me via email listed in the episode description or on my Facebook page. And until next time, I will see you later.